Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. He's the host with the most information that you can use when it comes to gardening, tips, tricks, and more. He is Doug Oster, the organic gardener. We'll get to him in a moment. But let's begin the festivities as we always do by taking the 10th caller at 412-922-1020 to win an incredible $25 gift certificate to Sorgles in Wexford. Two guests for the price of one show. So let's say good morning to Doug. And shortly thereafter, we'll get to guest number one on this Sunday morning. But before we do any of that... Ho, 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 he's in the know because Santa is on the road today again. Good morning. In just a minute, we'll be talking with Ashley Thomas, the Mocha Gardener, about her new book, How to Become a Gardener. And then later today, my friend Carol Michael will join us to discuss her love of gardening and the book, The Christmas Cottontail. One quick announcement. First off, I hope Santa does not get wet today. <laughs> it doesn't look good, but we'll see. So bring your kids, bring your pets to Han Nursery today from 1 to 4. The Gardening Santa's going to be there. It's free. It's fun. Uh, even bring old crazy Uncle Joe. <laughs> uh, still social distancing. Santa's up in a sleigh. Take all the pictures you'd like. I'm, or Santa is actually 50-50 now with pets and kids. It's great. So bring everybody. We have so much fun. And this week is the last week for the Gardening Santa. And the Gardening Santa has some free Rare garlic varieties for people that come to see him. That's the gift that keeps on giving because there is still time to plant, believe it or not. The first variety is called Dugansky. Mid-season, beautiful purple-striped garlic, uh, large bulbs, and a really great flavor, fiery flavor with kind of a mellow aftertaste. Then a, a German red called I hope I say this right, Krendensker Red. Uh, it's it's one of those ones where it's got it's smaller heads, but don't worry about the smaller heads. It has the flavor. This is another, like, purple-skinned, hard-neck variety, spicy flavor uh, with smaller cloves. So today, 1 to 4, come see the San uh, Gardening Santa. We're going to have a lot of fun. Now it's time for Ashley Thomas. She is the author of How to Become a Gardener. Ashley, thank you so much for getting up so early on a Sunday morning to talk about the book. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. Are you awake? I am awake. I'm <laughs> sipping on some herbal tea, but I'm, I'm definitely awake and feeling good. Tell me how you started with this book, uh, How to Become a Gardener. What was your motivation? Yeah. So I... I um, I knew that there were a lot of books out um, on gardening, uh, and I have a nice collection of those uh, types of books in, in my library. Um, but there weren't many books that really talked about the journey to becoming a person 
who cultivates a garden. Um, I think sometimes we um, really overlook this beautiful journey that takes place within the gardener. So uh, I think I really wanted to uh, address kind of like this journey and uh, help others to understand, you know, what is your motivation for gardening in the first place? Because that motivation is kind of like a guiding light or the fire that keeps us going. And then, of course, I dive into quite, uh, quite a few tips on how to actually begin and cultivate whatever garden that you might be interested in. What was your motivation to become a gardener? <laughs> Thank you for asking. You knew that question was next, didn't you? <laughs> I mean, it's a natural flow. So my motivation for gardening, um, it, it really kind of happened, uh, and there's a play on words, it happened organically, and <laughs> um, that I had always been interested in or, or just found kind of peace in being out in nature, being out in the environment. I was one of those kids that built, played with, in the mud, built the mud pies, and just had a really uh, a natural curiosity uh, towards plants. And so uh, just kind of taking that along, you know, with me into adulthood, um, I think I, I don't think it would be a shock to anyone uh, when I say that I love food. <laughs> Um, and I like a variety of food. So one of the things that I found is that, oh, wow, gardening offers us this ability to not just find peace and, and to uh, ground in nature, but to also grow really good food and a wide variety of food uh, all throughout the year. So that was really my motivation is access to good food that helps me to to really get on this path of uh, a healthy diet, um, but also just being out and learning more about the environment and the ecosystem around me. So throughout the book, you talk a lot about reclaiming your food authority. Tell me about that. What does that mean? Yes. So um, like I said, uh, food is very personal. Um, and you know, good food looks very different from one person to the next. So uh, reclaiming, you know, our food authority is basically, for one, defining what food looks like for all of us, and then getting back access to something that, one, we never uh, either never had, or two, something that we lost. And what I found is that, you know, many of us, are used to kind of this hustle and bustle in life. And what gardening offers us is a, this ability to still our minds, to kind of still our spirits and our beings and really get back to understanding what good food looks like, where it comes from. Um, and also just like there's nothing like eating something fresh off the vine and, and watching it grow to its full maturation. Um, that is what reclaiming this food authority is. It's, it's really just claiming our stake and saying, hey, if I don't have access to this, I'm going to gain access to it through growing, uh, through growing it as organically and as naturally as possible. We have a couple minutes left before the break that I'd like you to hang on. We'll, we'll, we'll come back after the break. Just tell us a couple of things that you love growing mm -hmm. and why. Yes. So I actually uh, highlighted uh, what I call Ashley's Dozen in the book. Um, and it's about 12 uh, vegetables, 
that I highly recommend growing, and this is because they are uh, very easy or fairly easy to grow. They're they're good in, uh, intro plants into gar- gardening, but they also grow very prolifically. Um, so I would recommend, I'm, I'm going to give you about four, um, <laughs> tomatoes, of course, um, so many different varieties. You've got the small ones, you've got the large ones, uh, you've got different uh, flavors um, that you can choose from. I'm telling you, you can make an entire meal out of just tomatoes. We've got cucumbers. Oh, my goodness. Cucumbers can make even the a starter gardener look like an expert. Uh, they, they, they just grow so much. And if you fertilize them the right way and you give them the environment that they need, they can really take off and just continue producing all throughout the warmer seasons. I also recommend something that is um, – you know, near to me, especially being from the, uh, being in the South, which is the collard green. Now the collards I found, depending on which variety you grow, um, you can grow them throughout the spring. Um, sometimes into the summer, it's going to taste a bit differently. Uh, but right now I am growing many different varieties in the winter and, or in the fall and in the winter. Highly recommend. You can make it in a wrap. You can make them in soups. Uh, there are just many options that you can do with collards, and they're very, very, um, um, uh, they're very uh, gracious. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, very low maintenance as well. All right, Ashley. Uh, we'll have to cut you off there for just a minute, but hang in there. We're talking to Ashley Thomas. She's the Mocha Gardener author of How to Become a Gardener. And when we come back, we've got lots more to talk about with her. Coming back with Ashley and Doug on The Organic Gardener, KDKA Radio in moments. Good morning. All right, back to Doug Oster and his guest, Ashley, on this Sunday morning edition of The Organic Gardener. Yes, joined again by Ashley Thomas. Uh, She is the Mocha Gardener, author of How to Become a Gardener. And Ashley, we had tomatoes, cucumbers, collards. And what was your fourth thing? Because then I'm going back. I need you to school me on collards. Yes, right, uh, right at the at the end of the segment, um, it is. I would say peas, peas. I love sugar snap peas. Um, <laughs> they're very easy to grow, um, and really all of these that I've listed um, are, are fairly, you know, easy plants. And I, I'm going to say that that it is relative, but depending on the types of uh, the type of soil, the type of growing medium, and and really just kind of your climate. Um, you can do very well in the warmer months with all of these vegetables. So peas. So here uh, we find the things in, you know, we're zone five, six up here. Mm-hmm. We find things like collards, broccoli, kale, and such. They're so much better after a frost. Uh, they, they sweeten up for us here in the north. Now, is that is that how it works where you're at, or do you not get a frost? Oh, yes. That is exactly why I love growing them during the fall and the winter months, um, in the summer or even in the spring. You know, it's still it's still edible. It's it's delicious, um, but man, you you just cannot replace the flavor uh, of 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 a collard and of your broccoli in the colder months. Um, it really just kind of uh, saturates all of those sugars, those plant sugars. Um, within the leaves at that time. So yeah, we get that. We get the frost. Um, we don't get a lot of snow, but we get the drops in temperature that makes it uh, absolutely delicious around this time of year. And then uh, before we move on, just give me something cool that you make with collards, something I can do okay. with them. Because um, again, like you said, they're so easy to grow. I love them. 
and usually, you know, traditionally it's like some mixed with some kind of like, you know, ham or pork or something mm -hmm. like that. So tell me how you use them. Okay, I'm going to let you in on a list, a little secret, okay? I'm ready. A family recipe. So I make it uh, without ham and without pork. Um, typically, you put this on, into a pot, you chop them up, um, and I like to add some turnip roots, rutabagas, um, and it makes such a warm uh, but fulfilling dish, and the liquid that stays at the top, we call it pot liquor here in the South, um, and it's just as delicious when you uh, are able to drink that liquid after eating the greens that you've simmered in the pot. Mm. Um, also... Uh, once you have that sweet leaf, you can make a collard wrap in place of like a tortilla. So we typically stuff that with, you know, some type of, you know, vegetables. Uh, you can have chicken and that replaces a bread, just a giant collard leaf. And it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Highly recommend. <laughs> well, turnips and rutabagas, I feel like I'm talking to our old friend Jessica Walliser when we talk about those mm -hmm. kind of things because of the kind of things that she used to talk about a lot here on the show, too. So when you're thinking how to become a gardener, let's say that somebody out there is listening and they want to become a gardener. They just like listening to the show just because it's so fun and entertaining. Right, Ashley? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, what is your first, what is your first advice with, for somebody that's just starting off how to become a gardener? So I, I, I love that question because it gets that to, it gets to the heart of really how I open the book and it's really uh, a map of, of just things to consider when you're starting your journey. Um, one is identifying your why, um, and, and finding your motivation, figuring out, you know, why are you, why do you, why are you even interested in this in the first place? Because like I said, you know, that serves as kind of, you know, this guiding light that keeps you and sustains you because gardening can be challenging. Um, and there are a lot of things that, you know, come up along the way that can, you know, disappoint you, um, and, and, and really just kind of throw off throw you off your A game. But I think that that's the beauty and really just the gardening journey is that it affords us so many lessons. Uh, it strengthens us as people, it strengthens us as gardeners, and it strengthens us as organisms within this ecosystem. The next word of advice that I would say is, you know, start small. You don't have to, you know, go into this with, you know, 18 uh, garden beds and, and you know, <laughs> and just Starting even with the simplest plants makes you a gardener. Um, I, I think, you know, it's really just reframing the way we perceive uh, a cultivator of green goodness uh, as, as really just, you know, starting with whatever you have. Examine your space. Examine how what you're interested in growing. Um, and, and start with just a few plants and master that. Great advice. We're talking to Ashley Thomas. She is the Mocha Gardener, author of How to Become a Gardener. And what is the best way for people to get this book? Yeah. Um, so it's available on all major book retailers, um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, some independent bookstores, and of course, Books A Million. So um, all of those locations. And I think if you just Google online, you can find uh, where you can actually get it shipped to you or where you can even pick it up in the stores. And so what's... I also welcome people to contact me as well as you if you have some trouble trying to look for it. Uh, and if you just want to talk, I, I like connecting with people. 
So I've uh, listed on my website how to get a hold of Ashley, but Ashley, tell me what's the best way for people to connect with you? Yes, um, if you are, are into social media, I am on Instagram at the Mocha Gardener. Um, I, like I said, you can just send me a chat uh, or a DM, and I like to respond to people. So uh, just can you know be ready to establish a friendship if you reach out, <laughs> and of course through email and Facebook uh, at the same thing. Um, email is v.mocha.gardener. Um, I think it's just the Mocha Gardener at gmail.com. All right, Ashley, thanks so much for getting up early. Uh, How to Become a Gardener is the name of the book. It is an awesome book. And have a wonderful day today. Thank you so much for having me, and good morning, everyone. Thank you. All right, Santa's on the road again. Yeah, that was fun, though, huh? Uh, Yeah, Santa is out today from 1 to 4 at Han Nursery. It's free. It's fun. Bring Crazy Uncle Joe, the, the aunts, uncles, family, and your pets We'll be up on a Santa. Will be up on a sleigh, and he's got free garlic for you. Some rare varieties: Dugansky and Krendanger, whatever that's called. Red, maybe German red. We'll just call it. They're both great garlics. Time, you still have time to plant, and uh, Santa would love to see everybody today from one to four on nursery. All right, what's coming up after the news with Rob Taylor? Oh, we've got another guest. We've got my friend Carol Michael. She writes letters to her garden. And she posts them posts them on Instagram, and I think it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And we're going to talk about that and her book, The Christmas Cottontail. I'm going to read a little bit from that book, too. All coming up today with Doug Osher, the organic gardener. Some holiday stuff you don't want to miss out on coming up next hour. Frank Dentici and I's Father Joe is enjoying the day off. Then bared your money in you. Then, of course, it is the Coos Market Black and Gold Sunday show beginning at 11. But as I mentioned, Rob Taylor just moments away at the anchor desk with your news at 730. Stay where you're at. This is KDKA 100.1 FM AM 1020. Good morning. All right, Doug is here getting ready for the second hour of the Organic Gardener on a Sunday edition of the Rob Pratt Show with KDK Radio. But before we get to Doug and his next guest, if you're the 10th caller, you're going to win yourself an incredible $25 gift certificate from the farm, Janoski's Farm, Route 30 in Clinton. Number is 412-922-1020. That's the 10th caller. Doug? Well, I'm joined by my friend Carol Michael. She is the author of The Christmas Cottontail. And actually, the reason I brought her on here in the first place well, she has the most amazing Instagram feed for gardeners because she writes letters to her garden. Good morning, Carol. How are you? Good morning, Doug. I am wonderful today. We go way back. I think I remember like being on one of these buses going from one place to another with garden writers telling you how burnout I was working for the newspapers. <laughs> I do remember that. It's all good now. <laughs> yeah. Tell oh, good. Me, tell me about how you started doing this because I, I, I started seeing your Instagram feed and I was so captivated by it just reading these typewritten messages to the garden. Where does that idea come from? You know, I don't know where that came from. There is a little app that I have on my phone. I think it's called the Amazing Typewriter. <laughs> and you can write just about as much as an Instagram post will hold. And it looks like it was typed on an old-fashioned typewriter. It's actually done on my phone, and then I take a picture of it, and I post it to Instagram, and I post a picture and a letter and a picture and a letter, and it really tells the story of my garden year to year. How long have you been writing to your garden? Well, I was doing it, uh, I I can't remember the exact day, but I did it until mid-2020, and then I dropped out of Instagram for a while. And then uh, I got back into it, I think, uh, earlier this year. 
people kept saying, hey, I miss your letters. I miss your letters. I'm like, okay, I'll go back and do the letters. So what kind of stuff do you write to your garden? It's really silly stuff, and I was looking back at them because you wanted me to look back at them. (laughs) And if you kind of put them all together, it just sort of tells the story of the weather, the flowers, what's going on, just very trivial stuff, really. Do you have a couple you could read for me? Sure. Here's the last one I wrote. My dearest garden, finally some rain. Seems like it is a slow soaking kind of rain, which is just what we need after such a dry fall. I'll enjoy it from inside and make sure the house plants are well watered so they don't get jealous of the outdoor plant. <laughs> Fondly, Carol. Carol, anybody who gardens can appreciate that little message to your garden. That is absolutely beautiful. And then sometimes I write haikus for the garden. Let's hear it. So I wrote, my dearest garden, I wrote a haiku for you. <laughs> the oak tree stands tall. Sunshine masks the cold today. Squirrels find acorns. I hope you like it. It is all true. Fondly, (laughs) Carol. That's awesome. How did gardening become your thing, Carol? Gardening became my thing when I was about two years old and followed my dad around in the garden. And honestly, it's been my thing my entire life. And I'm in my early 60s now. What kind of things do you love to grow? Uh, there's very little I don't love to grow. My absolute favorite are the little violas and pansies that I get in the spring and I get them again in the fall. Those are my favorites. I also am known for having planted thousands of crocuses in my back lawn, and I branched out to fall-blooming crocuses. Put those on Instagram because people don't realize there are crocuses that bloom in the fall. Oh, they're just amazing. You know, I, I drive by a place, and every year... They have an entire hillside of fall crocus, and I, I always hope that the gardener's going to be out there so that I can stop and say, I've never seen anything like it. Now, do you grow different ones, or are they all the same color? Uh, the fall crocuses are all pretty much the purple ones. Um, in the spring, I try to branch out into as many different colors of crocuses as I can find. And my neighbors actually time their Florida vacation. When they see my crocuses blooming, <laughs> they know it's time to head down to spring training for their favorite baseball team in Florida. You know, we're going to talk about the book, The Christmas Cottontail, but you've also written many other books, right? I've written five books of what I call humorous and lighthearted gardening essays, yes, and two children's books, one of which is The Christmas Cottontail. We'll talk about that in a second because it's amazing, and if you don't mind, when we do talk about it, I want to read the the intro to that book, the first couple paragraphs, because it's, again, beautifully written. How did your gardening as a gardener transform into writing about gardening? Well, that was always a second love. I remember writing stories as far back as second grade. The teacher thought it was um, a punishment if you got in trouble and had to stay inside to write something. And I thought that was the greatest thing ever. So I want to thank my second grade teacher who's passed away for instilling that in me. That's nice. And then it, it got bigger and bigger and bigger, and even all the way to having your own podcast, right? Yes, I have a podcast with my friend Dee Nash out of Guthrie, Oklahoma. We call ourselves the Garden Angelus because we are evangelists for gardening. We love gardening, and we want others to love it, too. And it's so much fun to hear you two going back and forth. You Obviously, this is something you love doing. 
How did you transform from writing about gardening to doing a really cool podcast? You know, it was a podcast. It started, uh, we've been doing it a little over four years ago. And we listened to some other garden writers who were doing podcasts. And Dee, honestly, she sent me a text and she said, let's do a podcast. I texted back and said, sounds fun. And here we are in our fifth season. <laughs> How do they find that podcast? They can go to any podcast app like Apple Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Or I don't know what the Google one's called. And look for The Garden Angelist. And they'll find it. They can also go to my website or Dee's website, and there are links there as well. So the Christmas Cottontail, it starts like this. If you follow the winding path from Santa's castle down past the stables where the reindeer live, then walk towards a little grove of pine and fir trees, you'll find a cozy potting shed with an attached greenhouse nestled among the trees. Inside, it's warm and bright and full of activity because this is where... The Christmas Cottontail lives and works. I love it, Carol. Thank you. Tell me how you came to, to write a children's book. This is an awesome. I read read the whole thing, Carol, believe it or not. <laughs> Pictures and I'm all. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> so I've, I've had a blog for years and years and years and years, and it's sort of a creative writing outlet for me. And the story of the Christmas Cottontail came to me one Christmas, and so I wrote it. And then I've written a couple other things about it. And then a couple of years ago, 2018, I decided that it would be a great children's book. I just needed illustrations. So I contacted my nephew, who I think is a pretty talented artist. And I said, hey, you want to draw some pictures for a children's book? And he said, sure. And so a year later, we published that book. Perfect. You're using family, uh, family favors for work. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, tell me a little bit more about the book and how it's gone over, because I know it's a it's a hit. Because uh, from looking at it, is just it's just so wonderful to read. Well, it's gone over pretty well. Um, when people actually buy it, I wish I could sell more copies of it, and maybe some of your listeners would be interested. You can find it. Uh, you can ask an independent bookstore to order it for you, and it's available for order. You can also go to Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, all the online places. On my website, caroljmichael.com, you can actually order it from me, and uh, my nephew and I will sign it and get it shipped out. Oh, that's awesome. And I also have uh, Carol's website up on mine at dougoster.com. Carol, hang in there. We're going to take a break in just a little bit, and we're just going to chat gardening when we come back, okay? All right, much more to come with Carol and Doug in a couple of moments. This is The Organic Gardener on KDKA Radio. Good morning. All right. Back at it. Don't forget holiday traditions, baking, and more. Frank Dentisi coming up next hour. Dad Joe enjoying the day off. Frank and I with that Coons Cooking Hour in just about 15 minutes. And we're less than 10 minutes away from the news with Rob Taylor at 8. But now back to his guest, Carol, and, of course, Doug Oster, the organic gardener. Joined by my friend Carol Michael. She's the author of The Christmas Cottontail, which is a absolutely wonderful gardening book for children. Carol, let's talk a little bit about gardening. Uh, what is going on in your garden now? Anything at all, or are you shut down? Well, you know, do we ever shut down even in the winter? No. I have something <laughs> blooming that you have blooming, and I know you're passionate about it, and that is the Christmas rose. How did you find this plant? Uh, how did you discover it? Uh, where did you, Where did you buy it? Because as I've posted... 
year after year. And I, I'm telling you what, Carol, I am bound and determined to get this plant into people's hands. But it's only in my area. It is only sold right now as a disposable Christmas or holiday plant that you just toss out on J- January first. So you tell me how you discovered this plant, and did you buy it as like a, like at a nursery or what, what happened? So I I actually bought this at a nursery initially, but one that's not far from me that has some weird plants. They had a variety called Potter's Wheel, which has a really big white flower. And I had read about this, and I had wanted it, and they had it. It's hard for garden centers to sell a plant in the spring that just looks like a bunch of leaves, and it's not going to bloom till Christmas. But I have bought those grocery store ones. Whenever I see them, I rescue them, so to speak. <laughs> and I've planted some of those out. If you can keep it over, you know, you can get it planted in the spring. But unlike you, I think more people need to grow this flower. Yeah, you know, when I buy them at the end of the season, I have tried to to plant this, uh, you know, like right now. But it gets, usually for me, it gets too cold too quick. They can't get established. I've been talking to different people about this plant. And, and technically the Latin name is Helleborus niger. Uh, the called you know common name is a Christmas rose, and like Carol said, it's blooming right now. But you know, luckily I have an unheated greenhouse. But I've been talking to people that have actually limped them along indoors as a, a windowsill plant. Believe it or not, they weren't happy, but they lived. You get it in the ground in the spring, and again, Carol, what is better than having something blooming right now? I can't think of anything better. I. I also, on my blog, I challenged myself years ago to follow the um, advice of Elizabeth Lawrence, who was a garden writer in the South, and she passed away in 1981. But she wrote a book called uh, Winter Gardening or Flowers in Winter or something like that. I, I should know the name. But she wrote in there, we can have flowers nearly every month of the year. And I challenged myself to have something blooming every month of the year. So January is very tough in Indianapolis, the same as it is in Pittsburgh, and often this this Christmas rose is still blooming. Yeah, that's why I love the plants so much. Do you enjoy a little break during the winter, or do you long for gardening? You know, I, I enjoy a break. I don't know how people down in Florida and places where there's always something to do down in Texas and stuff, or out in Los Angeles, I like the break. Um, you know, I mess around with houseplants and stuff. I start seeds indoors, but I don't mind not having to go out and mow every couple of days. And, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I like a break. All right, Carol. I want to thank you very much for getting up early, coming on the show with us. The book is called The Christmas Cottontail. It is wonderful. The website is Carol, I'm sorry, yeah, caroljmichael.com. Also, I've got that link at dougoster.com. Uh, You should get this book. You should look at some of her other books. You should listen to the podcast because it's amazing. Carol, have a great day today, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Doug, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right, let's talk about a Merry Christmas when Santa shows up at this special place today. Yeah, yeah, Santa's going to be out today for the last day from 1 to 4 at Han Nursery. That's in Ross Township. Easy to get to. Uh, All the information is on my Facebook page and there's, it's so wonderful when like a five or a six-year-old walks in that front little gate of Han Nursery and looks at Santa and has that look on their face and you hear the ho, ho, ho and Santa's waving at them. But for you gardeners, 
Santa has some garlic for you. <laughs> some cool red garlics. They're rare, hard to find, uh, very tasty. Still time to plant it. You can pl you plant it before the ground freezes. You'll be okay. I know it seems awful late. But, yeah, Santa will be at Han from 1 to 4 today. And bring your pets. Bring your family. Take all the pictures you want. It's absolutely free. And we just we have so much fun. And I'm looking forward to um, watching Santa uh, give away that uh, garlic. And as Carol and I were talking, you know, and I've talked about this probably for the last three weeks, about this uh, this plant that is blooming right now, this hellebore. And... Um, I, I again, I posted some pictures on social media so you can see what it looks like. But pure white flowers with the yellow throat, which fade to pink. Uh, you know, we get into January, and like Carol said, it's really cool to have something blooming every month of the year. Uh, that's one of my <laughs> things too. But you can still throw in some bulbs. I, you know, I've been so lazy. I, I seriously have three hundred, four hundred maybe 500 bulbs to plant. I can get that done in a couple days, but again, I've been lazy. I did get all my flowering kale planted, which was uh, <laughs> quite an accomplishment. Flowering kale, again, if you could find it at a nursery, they'd be giving it away. You could stick it in the garden right now, believe it or not. I planted some uh, winter boar kale too, which is a, a edible variety. So don't stop planting and come see Santa today from 1 to 4. We're ready to wrap it up, Rob. We are ready to wrap it up. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. He is Doug Oster, the organic gardener. Find out more at DougOster.com. Coming up, Frank Dentisi and I, holiday traditions, all sorts of good things, cooking on the Coons, cooking our father Joe, enjoying the day off. Then it is Baird's Your Money and You, and then the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday Show. Lots more still to come right here, including the news minutes away at 8 with Rob Taylor, KDKA, 100.1 FM, AM 1020. Good morning. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.